Hello, this is Len Tengis welcoming you to the iPodcast AGCMO Weekly Podcast. In each episode, we'll feature information about a contractor, specialty contractor, supplier, contracting agency, owner, or legislative or regulatory issue pertinent to the construction industry in Missouri. We'll feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. Welcome back to iPodcast AGCMO. Today's guest is Doug Fronick, and Doug is a new member on our AGC of Missouri Board of Directors. He's been involved in our heavy highway infrastructure division for a few years. Doug is an estimating manager for Apex Central Incorporated in Springfield, Missouri. Doug, thanks for being with us today. Thanks for having me, Lynn. Well, tell me a little bit, Doug, about how you got into construction and why you choose to do this to earn a living. You know, construction for for me is, I think it's in my family. Growing up, I grew up with a a father that was a construction supervisor for Emmeron, UE, and St. Louis. Uh, you know, he managed, as, as owner's rep, he managed construction companies that would do work on, say, transmission lines, power lines, substations, and even at the power plants. And, you know, a lot of times whenever we were, were driving down the road either to a soccer game or to the family outing in the St. Louis area, he always had a story about what kind of obstacles or what, what he did on, on this particular substation or why a pole had to be placed in, in the middle of a bush on some person's <laughs> property that he worked through. And I think, I think everybody has those stories. You know, he also told stories about my grandpa, who that was a uh, pipe fitter. You know, he worked on the Anheuser-Busch Brewery and the, uh, the Merrimack power plant and several, several power plants or several big operations throughout the St. Louis area. And you, you heard these stories growing up. You know, I was actually fortunate enough back in, in the 80s and 90s when my dad would have an outage, especially like at, at Lavity Power Plant. I don't, I don't think you can do this now, but... He would actually take us to, uh, my brother and I, he would take us to the power plant and we would, we'd actually get to see some of the, the projects that he did. And you got to keep in mind that those projects, they would do quite a bit of work in a limited amount of time because you had to get the unit back on. And that would be over Christmas or Thanksgiving or, or wherever that he would, he would work on those. So you, you had a lot of those stories growing up and, and you've seen a lot. And I think he did that to engage us in, in the industry. And I know there's a lot of people out there that, that work in the industry that may not want their kids to go in the construction industry. I'm kind of the opposite. I actually enjoy the industry. I got four kids and, and we go by a construction site and they ask, continue to ask me if, if that's one of our crews working out there. It's a, it's a proud thing to, for them, for it to be our, our construction crews, but we can't be everywhere. But also growing up, you know, I, I was able to, to take shop class and, and woodworking class in high school. I spent about half my days down in, in the shop room, and, uh, you know, you kind of get the sense of accomplishment. You get the sense of you're building something, and, uh, you know, that along with my competitiveness is kind of what drives me into the into the construction industry. And then once uh, you finished high school and got out of shop class, what happened then? I got kind of directed in a different direction. I went to Southwest Missouri State, or now it's Missouri State. You know, I was chasing the geology degree. And after about three years in it, you know, I kind of came to the realization this wasn't for me. And luckily, they had a uh, construction management program down here at Missouri State. Mm-hmm. And I transferred into that, and that's probably one of my best decisions I've ever made in, in my life. I got active with, with that program, 
uh, not just through the classes, but also the uh, the construction club, which is their student chapter, student organization, and uh, just really loved it. And I kind of seen the path for me. Took a couple internships, and actually, uh, how I got got on with APAC is is that uh, I was at a scholarship banquet and got introduced to one of the managers here, and got hooked up with an internship. And 19 years later, here I am. So you've been with APAC for 19 years, right out of college, then. Yep. Yep, I interned with him for one year and, and kind of worked, worked my way through. And the guy that hired me on, I actually took his position a couple of years ago as an estimated manager. I bet as a young man or a child, when you walked into one of those power plants, you had to think like, holy cow, what am I looking at here? That had to just be mind-boggling for a young man to walk into a power plant in the middle of a shutdown yeah, yeah, not every day do you uh, you have the side of the boiler cut open and, and you know you get a walk on the dance floor out there in, in, in the middle of where a, normally a flame is, is at and see all the, the boiler tubes and everything around it, what what it takes to make electricity. And I don't think, uh, you know, just like today, what it takes to make asphalt of what our company does, it's not too many people understand that. Uh, all they know is that these construction workers are leaning on shovels and, and watching you as you drive by or maybe holding you up on the roadway, but... There's a lot, a lot goes into it that makes either make electricity or make asphalt. There's, there's a lot of that goes into it. I think that's really a great thing that you're exposing the next generation to that also, that they understand that this isn't just, as you said, leaning on a shovel, but there's a lot of cognitive ability. There's a lot of smarts that it takes to make this all work. Oh, yeah. I think, uh, you know, as technology is, you know, continues to increase, in our industry and uh, stuff like that is, is that we have our struggles with our workforce as far as getting people attracted to the industry. Um, but, you know, technology is, is, is driving a lot, is one of the drivers that could, the next generation could attract people to the industry. But ultimately, you know, at the end of the day, you still got to, you still got to get things done. You know, and again, with me, it's the simplest sense of accomplishment to, to getting that stuff done and seeing the project as a whole and taking the pride that, Whenever I, I take my sons or my daughters down the road, that you know I was part of that. That I part of that, even though I wasn't out there actually doing the work, I was part of that team that built this project and in the pride factor of it too. What sort of projects are you working on right now? You know, currently uh, with, with us, we're we're in a cycle, pretty much a one-year cycle, and currently right now we're we're doing a lot of bidding and estimating and trying to pick up work for next year. So that, that's pretty much what we're on. We just finished uh, a couple big projects. Uh, we had actually had a pretty good year as far as our company. Uh, one of it was Route 160, a widening project from Springfield to Willard. And that was kind of a once-in-a-career opportunity where it sits right in front of our asphalt plant, right in front of our quarry, and it's only about three miles from your office. So those jobs don't come up that often. That made mobilization pretty simple, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it did. But uh, it, was, it was something that... You know, the community has been asking for it for, for a while. You know, they've had a lot of several accidents. It's a, it was a two-lane road that we divided it. We, we've added a lane, and it's a divided four-lane now with a couple roundabouts. But the safety side, they've been, they've been advocating for a while, uh, especially with the, the, you know, the propositions not passing through the years. The project finally came up, and, and it, we were pretty proud of the project, of how it was built and the time frame and, and all the, the hurdles that we overcame to, to complete it on time. Now, you talked about that cycle, your year cycle. What does that cycle look like? How does that work? 
for most part, we start bidding in the months of August through about February. So we're, we're picking up the work, you know, in those months. And you got to keep in mind that that our company is mostly asphalt focused. Um, so you you bid in those months. You know, in the winter and the spring, you're trying to continue to bid and pick up work. Uh, you're also working with the quarries to try to get the rock crush for you. And most most years, about March, uh, late March, April, we start our construction season again. So our crews start firing up. And then, you know, when we lay asphalt, you prefer to be hot and dry. So most times we lay asphalt up and through, especially on the MoDOT projects, up and through mid-October. And then we're back in the cycle again. So it, it seems like it's it's very, very uh, cyclical year for us. Every once in a while we have jobs that carry over. For, for the most part, you know, come about Thanksgiving, we're wrapping the year up and trying to get prepared for the next year. What are some of your biggest challenges that you see as you go from year to year and cycle to cycle? It's not the same cycle every year. Things change. What are some of the changes that you see have seen recently or that you sort of are looking ahead to? Yeah, I mean, it doesn't change. You're, you're, you know, it's funny that you've been here long enough. You, you, with asphalt down in this area, they normally have an 8- to 10-year cycle on the major roads as far as, uh, as far as the overlay program. And sometimes if you've been here so long, you're on your second or third round of bidding that same job. And that's, that, that's interesting because you get to tell the stories to the new guys about, you know, all, all your, your things that you accomplished last time you did the job. Some of the challenges are, you know, where, where the jobs are located at. And you got to keep in mind that we are in a, in a volume-based industry. And, you know, we, we got to keep, keep the asphalt flowing to, to keep, the, keep the guys working and keep everything flowing in, in our organization. So it depends on where the, the jobs are at. depends on if you can, I wouldn't say if you can, you can pick the jobs up or not, but uh, that, that is, uh, you know, that, that's one of the struggles. Um, but ultimately, you know, our biggest struggle is funding out there. And, you know, as you know, as far as I know, is, is that, you know, the, one of the biggest, biggest issues in our industry is, is the funding, trying to increase our funding to try to bring our levels back up, not just maintain our road, but to attract people to the industry. Yeah, funding for MoDOT and funding for infrastructure in general seems to be something that a lot of people really don't understand. No, and, and, and not to the average person uh, that, you know, your neighbors or your people that you, you interact with, they don't really understand how it works until you're really in the industry. And even even the new people that, that join our industry, is, is, it has to have a little bit of education of, of how, the, how the funding measures work and what that leads to. Uh, like I said, not just work that we do, but the industry as a whole, you know, the economic impacts that it, that it has upon it. It is a real challenge for us to try to describe that to people because I think most people think of it as more taxes, more taxes, more taxes, and I don't think they see, as you said earlier, the safety aspects of it or the wear and tear it places on their vehicles or all the other inconveniences that they experience by not making that investment. Right, right. I think there's there's calculators out there that you can um, punch in how many miles you drive a year and how much, you know, a, a couple cent increase on the gas would actually cost you. And when you look at what you spend other parts of your income on, it, it's kind of a shocker how little it is. But ultimately, when people vote or have voted in the past, you know, they vote with their wallet. And that's a hard thing to, to overcome right there. 
Doug, you're a busy guy. You've been in this for 19 years. You started out with a scholarship and an internship. Why are you going to spend your time this year or the next couple of years on the board of AGC of Missouri? You know, I think I think a lot of it comes back to, um, like I tell my kids, you can either be a, a spectator or a participant. And uh, normally, I'm the person that likes to be a participant out there. I like to add, to be engaged. I like to add, not only understand the conversation, but you know, be part of the conversation that's out there. And I think that that's a lot of it. My my participation in AGC actually goes a little ways back. And I was thinking about that this morning. Is that back in college we actually had the uh, construction club at Missouri State, and I was one of the first ones that helped uh, establish the student chapter. We brought the AGC to the college there and started being a conversation with or communication with them. And then when I got hired on my first MoDOT AGC co-op meeting, it was back like in 2003, and it, it's grown tremendously since then. But that's one of the funnest things that I actually look forward to throughout the year. Uh, one is that our season's wrapping up, and two is to get, get back and, and having conversations, face-to-face conversations with acquaintances that, that I've earned relationships that I've grown throughout the years, not just within the industry, but also with MoDOT. Now you're based in the Springfield market. How does the Springfield market look right now? What's going on in that part of the world? The MoDOT side is pretty pretty steady. You know, we're pretty fortunate that they have a robust uh, maintenance program that, that focuses on asphalt overlays and, and bridges down here. You know, as far as commercially, we're actually, you know, things are, we weren't hit as hard with COVID as what they thought. Uh, there's a lot of big warehousing and big box stores such as Amazon's uh, putting a uh, place in here. You know, Costco's, high V's are all putting uh, stores in. And, and the residential side is actually doing fairly decent. Um, you know, I think Springfield as a whole, if you, if you talk to, you know, community leaders here, is it's normally, it doesn't have the cycles as hard as what major cities hit. So it's, it's halfway insulated towards that. And I think that's what you're seeing right now. But you are seeing, you're seeing steady growth. I saw a statistic from AGC of America the other day that I think Springfield was tied for the third highest increase in construction jobs in the United States in the last month or so. So things must be going pretty well there. Yeah, yeah, and I think you see it with the amount of ground that's being broke around the area. Well, Doug, I really appreciate your time this morning. I appreciate you agreeing to serve on the AGC of Missouri board and help us work on this funding issue because that is an issue that we're going to have to deal with with the legislature and with MoDOT during this upcoming year. Yep, and I, I hope that, uh, you know, through advocacy, and I hope, well, I hope that COVID doesn't shut us down from, from interacting, uh, especially on our, our legislative days that has been scheduled, uh, that we actually get to go up there and have those conversations. You know, but, but I, would, I would also urge companies and, and people in the agency that even if COVID does shut us down, there's always that opportunity to take the representatives or the senators out to your job site and show them what you do, uh, Lynn. And in this past year, you know, we, we've been going up there the past couple of years to have those conversations, and you get to build a little bit of relationship with, with the people but, or with, with our representatives, but you don't get much time with them. And this past summer, we actually called up our two of our representatives on that on a on that construction job I told you on on Route 160 between Willard and Springfield, and they represent the areas that cover that, plus the center that represents that area. And we took them out to the job site, and uh, 
you know, one was to get out in front of them more and, and build a better relationship with the person. Uh, but two was also to to get them to see what our people do and what what the funding does and a project consists of. And I was I was pretty amazed at, at the questions that they had. They really didn't know much about what we were doing, but standing on the side of the roadway, giving them hard hats and, and vests, and, and them getting the feel the, the how hot the asphalt is. And I think one individual asked me, do people actually stand and work on this all day? It's like, that's what we do. Mm-hmm. And I think that gave a, uh, a higher sense of what our industry is about. And so even if we don't go up there because of COVID, and, or even if we do, you know, I still think there's more grassroots efforts to be done is to, you know, that if we work in these areas to, to call and, and schedule meetings with them, with the representatives or, or the senators, to get to know them better and further explain our industry and our, our issues associated with our industry. Advocacy piece of, of AGC is, a, is actually a, is something I'm looking forward to this year. Reading about it in a book or looking at it on Zoom is nothing like being out there actually putting it in place. You don't cut and paste that asphalt out there. You've got to get out there and place it and work at it and make it happen. So it's great that you give those people an opportunity to find out what the real world is like. Right. And, and like, like I said, you know, we, we can go to these, these AGC days, and that's a good thing to be in their realm. You know, but when you, when you bring, it, bring a person into your realm or your world, and show them all the touch points and what it takes to build a job from beginning to the end or what it takes to make asphalt from beginning to end. I think uh, for the, the three individuals that we took out on the job site this past year, it was an eye-opener for them. That's a great uh, recommendation, and that really helps them understand when they're voting on something what they're voting on. Right. And like, like I said, it, it kind of it opens their eyes, but I, I think that it, it also puts, uh, with myself, it puts a... a uh, you know, I'm not just a business card. Um, I'm actually somebody out here trying to make the world better and, and having, a, having a relationship with, with those. Because you got to keep in mind that, that they're, as elected officials, they're a representative of not just themselves, but they're a representative of the area that they work in. Doug, thank you so much. I can't thank you enough for your time. I can't thank you enough for being engaged. And let's hope that at the end of this year, we do have a little more investment in our state and a little more investment in our infrastructure and that our advocacy work pays off. Yep. And even if, even if something does pass, Lynn, I believe that there's probably still work to be done. Always. I hope, hope something passes, but I, I've still, there will still be continued work to be done in our industry. There's always work to be done to educate the public and to help folks and keep looking for that next generation to come in. Yep. Yep. I would agree, Lynn. Thanks, Doug. Thank you. Thanks again for listening. It's easy to subscribe to iPodcastAGCMO on almost any podcast platform that you use. We hope you do subscribe and continue to listen as we move forward with this important project for the construction industry. To access our prior podcasts, visit www.agcmo.org not only for podcasts, but for additional information about AGC of Missouri.